0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to all of those tuning in to the show right now I'm your host Tavares Wilson And I always get the last word And I apologize for the hiatus I went on guys You know, been working a lot more You know, I've been on TikTok a lot more If y'all haven't followed me on there, y'all be sure to follow me on there My name is the same as it'll be on all my other platforms Last word productions Now, with that being the case I will be back into doing shows Uploading every Thursday And I'm going to try to get in Thursdays and Sunday nights So y'all bear with me and let's get the show on the road Now, I want to start off in the NFL Because you know man, the NFL season almost here Yes sir Now, with all that being said You know the 13th, my Dolphins kick off against the Patriots But before I get into that game I wanted to just briefly let you all know I will be posting my seeding predictions in terms of, you know, each division who I think will place where and their record, and I'll give a little reason why. I'll be doing it on TikTok, though, so if you guys want to see that, y'all yeah, make sure y'all follow me on TikTok, again, that is at Last Word Productions. Now, with that being said, I'm going to get a little bit of thoughts about, you know, what I've seen from the Dolphins, and not just the Dolphins, but you know I got to start with them guys, I'm a Dolphin fan, but... From the rookies I've seen, especially the quarterbacks, you know, who's impressing me the most out of them? What teams has looked better, even though it is the preseason? But who who has stood out, basically? And again, I'm going to begin with the Dolphins, and I'm going to say who stood out to me so far. I believe Tua Tagovailoa has stood out. I thought he looked tremendously better than what he did last year. He looked more confident throwing the ball. You know, he's making quicker and Faster decisions, and he's also threading the needle. You know, I know majority of people know what that means, but those who don't, meaning he's making the tight throws. He's not just throwing to people who's dead open or wide open. He's making the throws he needs to make at this level. And I know, again, it's preseason. You know, he didn't really go up against ones like that outside of week one against the Bears. You know, the Falcons, I think they played seven, Six starters or something along those lines. And the Bengals, he didn't even play. So, it's, it's an extremely small, simple size. But he looked better in my eyes. He looked a lot better. And another guy on the Dolphins who looked a lot better. And I gave I gave him a lot of flake. I still do give him a lot of flake. It's Noah Monogany. I thought he looked better in coverage. To me, he still has a lot to work on because... He was getting beat at times because his eyes was in the backfield a little too much, not necessarily playing his man. You know, he's getting beat out by in terms of just being outran, or you know, his jam or on the, at the line. If one isn't having the jam at all, you know, he's either. He's not he's collapsing on the gym or he's not giving one. He's not making the receiver work to get off the line, basically, because he's getting beaten on a lot of drag routes, a lot of slants, things of that nature. And that happens when you don't get your hands on the receiver. You gotta learn to get his hands on the receiver. Man, he's a good enough athlete to keep up with guys in space. He's a former receiver himself, so you would like him to get a bit more physical because he has the athleticism to keep up with guys. Now that being That being said, I'm going to get off into the rest of the NFL, specifically the rookie quarterbacks and who has looked the best to me out of them all so far. And to me, I think Trey Lance has looked by far and large the best out of everyone. That means Matt Jones, the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, whoever. I think Trey Lance has looked the best. And he has had moments in games where you can tell he's clearly still learning to fully play the position and or, you know, get comfortable and find his spot in his offense. But it's no denying his unbelievable talent, man. The arm strength is there. In every preseason game, you see him throw an absolute bomb at least 40, 50 yards and throw it just on, on the dot. Like, it was just like it was like he placed it into his hands himself from two yards out. And he's just a guy who's extremely... Talented, man, and extremely athletic to the point where he can literally be the second win of Colin Kaepernick for the 49ers. He could be. I mean, because that's exactly what Colin Kaepernick was. He was a guy that was raw, extremely talented. They gave him snaps here and there to get his feet wet. And when he took over the position, he, he ultimately took off. Like, he had great playoff games, led the 49ers to multiple conference championships, led them to a Super Bowl that they, they could have won. You know, they just came up a bit short. But if he could be anything like that, I think this other team is going to be good for the next 8 to 10 years, man, because the defense is going to just get healthier. You know, they're just going to add more weapons around him. With Kyle Shanahan and the loom, I mean, of course he's going to go get offensive prowess and, you know, <laughs> people to complement his system and help Trey Lance get better. Now that being said, everyone else to me didn't really strike me as they, you know, this guy may end up being a top five, ten guy in the league to come. I think they all have the potential to be that type of guy, but for what I've seen from the preseason, no one really like. Stood out to me like, yeah, this guy needs to start week one. No one stood out to me like that. Not even Mac Jones, who was named the starter after Cam Newton got cut by the Patriots. I don't agree with that. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has looked pedestrian. I mean, he had a really good outing against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys is playing guys who are not going to be on a roster within a week or two. You know, where they're not on a roster now. Like, they made a lot of cuts. You know, he, he's playing... He played depth chart guys and guys who are on the street now i mean yeah it's good to see him build that kind of confidence for himself especially going to the last preseason game going into the regular season but at the same time i haven't seen the generational talent that a lot of people said he was and again i've, I've been on record on the show saying this I never seen Trevor Lawrence as a generational guy. I never seen it. I never seen him as a Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck type of dude. I never seen it. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think he has a great arm. I think he's a really good athlete. I think he's a better athlete than he's given credit for. But I never seen this. This guy will be the next great quarterback. I've never seen that vibe from him. I've never seen it. I've always said he would be really good, maybe great. But I, I never felt it was a guarantee he would be. I just never felt that. I never seen it from him. And we're going to see how he takes losing. Because the Jaguars are going to lose games. They go, they're going to. They're in the tough division with the Titans and the coach. You know, thankfully he doesn't have to worry about Deshaun Watson. Because if he had to, the Texans would get him a run for their money too. But... I don't see it man I just haven't seen it yet Hopefully we do see it Because I, I like Trevor Lawrence I think he's a very talented guy You know he has all the talent in the world to be that But we'll see if it comes out of him Now with that being said I'm going to go to the second overall pick of Zach Wilson And he's, he's looked solid You know I'm not big on Zach Wilson I'm not a Zach Wilson fan I thought me personally If I was a Jets I would have took Justin Fields but it took Zach Wilson. And he is another guy who's extremely talented. But he's never beaten anyone. I mean, at college, every team he's ever played that was above 500, man, I mean, he, he played terrible against. Terrible. I mean, I remember, I remember they played Hawaii. I think he threw for under 100 yards and two interceptions. It was horrible. I mean, it's, he's he's at a team right now in the Jets. Their ownership isn't the best. Their GM isn't the best. He's very impatient. He's a guy that wants results then and now. And he also has a rookie head coach along with him being a rookie quarterback in Robert Saga, who no one is really knowing what he would bring to the table. I mean, he had a lot of talent on that 49ers team, man, that defensive side specifically. There's no telling what the Jets will look like Because he doesn't have nearly the talent In New York that he did, had In San Francisco On the defensive side that is I'm speaking specifically defense I mean there's no Nick Bosa in New York If you expected Carl Lawson to be that Hey, Mopa to you But he's not going to be There is isn't a, a Richard Sherman in New York Even with Richard Sherman up in age That Richard Sherman that he had Is better than any corner right now On the Jets He is you know that best DB is Marcus May, and I believe he he was going to leave at one point if he doesn't lead this season after this season. So he got a lot of work with. I mean, they still have pretty. I, I, they still have a decent front seven. You know, Quentin Williams you got C.J. Mosley. You know, you, you still got a solid front seven. But I think how it's how it pans out for them right now. They're simply not up to par with the talent that he had a a season or two ago with the 49ers. So with that being said, it's going to be a long ride for him. It's going to be a long ride. Now, let's get into my personal favorite quarterback from this draft, and that's Justin Fields. Now, Justin Fields has looked solid. He hasn't blew anyone away. You know he's looked solid. He's gotten better each and every week he played, which is what you want to see. You just want to see progress from these guys at this stage. You don't want to see them go out there and necessarily, you know, run up the scoreboard. But you don't necessarily want to see them regress either. I mean, it'll be, you know, any coach would want a guy who'll come out there and just beat Patrick Mahomes or that Prescott in his rookie season off of the back. It's not going to happen that way. Majority of the time, it would never happen. Now, he's looked, he's looked more polished as a passer to me thus far. You know, he's on the run. He makes a little bit of low throws. You know, sometimes he his ball placement isn't the best. But this is something coaches and himself, he knew he had to work on. So I'm not surprised by that at all. But again... Is getting better each and every game he plays. That's what you want to see. You want to see a guy just get better. And he's getting better. That's all you can ask for. So he's the second most impressive to me behind Trey Lance. And lastly, Matt Jones. Matt Jones, I've never been high on Matt Jones, but I will say he has looked solid. It's understandable why the Patriots cut Cam Newton to give him the chance to grow and actually you know, develop chemistry and a camaraderie with these guys, such as the receivers and running backs, you know, they're going to have a good defense. The Patriots, they're going to have anything. That defense is going to be solid. That's what just New England football is. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play good defense, if not great defense. You know, so I'm not really shocked that he was named the starter. I was shocked that Cam got cut, but I wasn't really surprised he was named the starter. Now with all that being said, my next episode I will be doing game one predictions for the NFL Y'all, I'm so excited for this season man, as a Dolphin fan, as a football fan I cannot wait for this season man, I really cannot wait man And before I get into some N- NBA news, you know it's not much news going on since free agency bypassed us But I want to say this the Deshaun Watson rumors has started up again About the Dolphins specifically About them being the front runners for Deshaun Watson And a beat writer for New York the New York Jets specifically Actually tweeted out I believe about three, four days ago now That the Dolphins actually have a deal done With the Texans for Deshaun Watson And then he basically said the news will break In a couple of days now, I will be the first to say, I believe that's absolutely baloney. I don't think the Dolphins have agreed to a deal just yet. But I will say this. I am in the belief, and I'm one of the firm believers, I don't care when it happens, I don't care what they have to trade, what they have to give up for them. I'm of the belief the Dolphins need to trade for Deshaun Watson. And, and listen, I'm a tour guy. I wanted to draft tour. You know, if it wasn't tool, I wanted Herbert. You know, I'm starting to look like we should have just took Herbert by how Herbert has just, I mean, taken the league by storm. I'm of that belief that we should have drafted Herbert. I'm not of that belief. I mean, excuse me, bad choice of words. I wanted to. I liked Tool. I liked him in college. I thought he was extremely accurate, patient. He... Showed poise in the pocket. You know, he just threw dart after dart, like bullet pass after bullet pass. He's never been the most athletic or, you know, talented guy. He just always had that demeanor, that aura, energy, that major respect to him and want to play with him. I always felt as if the Dolphins needed that. Deshaun Watson, though, is a top five quarterback in his league at the age of 25. Easily. Top 5 If you want to name 5 quarterbacks Better than Deshaun Watson Good luck You're not Tua has the potential to be Top 10 to 5 That's potential And he's 20 I believe Tua is 23 years old Or he's either 23 or 24 He's one of those Deshaun Watson is a year or two Older He's already top five. So let me so, so, let, let, let's, just, let's just break this down. Deshaun Watson, at the very worst, the very worst, you have the next ten years of at least high level quarterback play. The next ten years, you have that guaranteed. You have that guaranteed. If you don't have anything else going on your team for you, which this team has a lot going, the secondary, the front seven is getting better every single season. The receiver core has gotten significantly better. Runnerbacks still need to prove. But if you go get Deshaun Watson, what back would not want to come play with him and those weapons? Because all it's going to do is open up running lanes for you. You got Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, taking the top off a of defense with Deshaun Watson throwing the ball. Of course, they got to play the pass first. Any running back will come and play in that situation. So, with that being said, man, I'm of the belief they should trade for Deshaun Watson. I'm of that belief. I know a lot of people are out on that. I know a lot of people don't want to hear about it anymore and say, oh, man, you know, I'm sick and tired of this and... If it's gonna be done, just need to be done. They should've did it earlier in the offseason. Well Listen, it didn't get done. But if they have the chance to do it now, they need to do it. You listen. It is better to take the guaranteed, sure, guaranteed, great assets than the fixer upper because you'll take more pride in building that up to be good or great. No. Let's please, 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 please As Dolphins fans Let's not let pride Take a hold of us right now And make us blind Let's not let pride blind us Take the guaranteed top 5 quarterback man. Take him We're in the division right now Where you have to compete with the newly approved Patriots Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs may be the best quarterback receiver duo In the league as we speak it's very arguable, very. The only other two that compare is Mahomes and Hill and Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Everyone knows they're behind them. You can make a case for Murray and Hawkins, but I think Josh Allen is significantly better than Kyler Murray, so there's not a strong case you can make. And I like Kyler Murray. But with that being said, Deshaun Watson comes to your division, you instantly have the best quarterback in your division. Not only do you have the best quarterback in your division, you may very well have the best offense, and you may very well have the best coach. I think Sean McDermott outcoaches Brian Flores right now, and Bill Belichick is still, quote-unquote, the best head coach in football because, you know, he's Bill Belichick the past 10 years. He's dominated the league. But I think he's his team... So with his team declining, that means his status as a coach has to decline as well. Because a coach is only as good as the team shows. With that being said, you go out to get Deshaun Watson. You had the best quarterback in the division. You had the best coach in the division. In my opinion, that could be the case if you go get Deshaun Watson. Because I think, with that being said, if we get him, we beat the Bills twice. I like us to beat them twice. And. You had the best defense. By far and large, you have the best defense. Our, the only other defense in our division that's close to us at all is the Patriots. And I think our front seven is better than theirs. I think, I think our secondary is on par with one another, but I think our front seven is what gives us the edge over them. So again, I'm of the belief you trade for Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to sit here and be those guys who don't want to do it because they want to see what to no, I don't want to waste a year of X's prime or Barman Jones's prime or Devontae Parker, even though I'm not big on him. But you don't want to waste. You don't want to waste a year of your valuable players because you want to see if another guy develops into this guy. He could be. What if he doesn't develop into it? What if he stays average? You don't. Listen. You don't draft a guy fifth overall to be average. You don't. You don't draft a guy fifth overall to be a game manager. You don't. You draft a guy fifth overall to be one of the best at what he does. That that means at least top ten. Deshaun Watson is already top five. I don't understand why this... Why is this so hard for people to want Or for people to accept that It should be done I'm not saying it will get done I'm not saying the Dolphins are going to just Make this move off the bat But me, I'll do it Without hesitation Now with all that being said I'm going to get off into a little bit of NBA news Now some NBA news Excuse me guys, I had to clear my throat Now some NBA news I want to talk about the winners and losers I have of free agency, and I will be posting this again on Instagram in the actual post. So if you if you guys miss it out on the podcast, you're going to always see it on my IG. Now, for my winners and losers, I'm going to do one team each. The other teams, I will be posting on Instagram. So if you, just in case, if you miss it here, you can see my one and my second and third on IG. But for now, I'm going to just do ones. So, for one, my biggest winner of the NBA offseason is by far the Chicago Bulls. By far. I thought the Bulls got better each and every way. They lost Laurie Markkinen to the Cavs recently. Doesn't matter. They drafted Patrick Williams to be his replacement. Laurie Markkinen got worse every season he was in the league. He got worse. He looked good his rookie year. Second year, not so much. He looked okay. And then after that, he just was like, you know what? This guy did not pan out to be the guy we thought he could be. So you drafted Patrick Williams, who, to me, better rebounder, better defender. You know, he's a bit more athletic. You know, his, his offensive game isn't as fluid or smoothing out as Laurie Marken's was, but he's a guy that can develop. The offense can, can come. It can come. That's what I tell guys all the time. I mean, you could take a defensive-minded guy and make him into a great player before you make an offensive player a great guy on both sides of the floor. Because defense is 99% effort. That's it. It's effort. You got to have the want to, to, to play it. And, yes, a little bit of technique, quickness, you know, you know, um, awareness, things like that, but 99% of his effort, honestly. Patrick Williams gives that in more. Then, let's talk about the additions. You go get Lonzo Ball, who I am big on. If you ever listened to me, if you ever talked about the Ball brothers with me, you know I'm big on Lonzo. I think he's one of the best, you know, two-way players we have in our league. I'm that big on him. I think he's a A potentially really good 3D kind of player. He's one of the best guards defensively in the league. Long-ranging guy, very good IQ, very good passer, a very good rebounding guard. He's a guy that's going – he drastically improves that roster. And he also gets Kobe White to come off the bench still as a six-man and as a needed scoring option off the bench. I think that's what a lot of people ignore. Kobe White is good. You know, don't get me wrong, he's a good, but he, he's a much better scorer and a much better player when he's the number one option. He's not going to be the number one option with Zach Levine on the floor in him. He's not. He goes on the bench, comes off, plays, to, let's say, 20, 25 minutes a game. He's still going to be just as effective as he was playing 35, 40. Just he just will be, and who else they went to get? They went and got Demar Rosen. Now I know a lot of people not big with Demar Rosen because his, you know, flops in the playoffs. In fact, he has I think he has the worst plus or minus in postseason history <laughs> out of any player. But with that being said, he's significantly better than what they had on their roster. He's significantly better than Otto Porter. Significantly better than who was they had at Small Ford, uh, Denzel Valentine, I believe. I mean, he's significantly, significantly better than all those guys. Significantly so you got, you got Lonzo, you got Zach Levine already, proven score in his league. You got a guy in DeMar DeRozan. Rosen again, proven all star. You know, he, he does need to be better in the playoffs. I can agree with that, but. With this much more talent around him, he doesn't need to be the only option. In Toronto, he was no more scoring option. In the Spurs, he was no more scoring option. Now, at at best, he's just second or third because you still got Nikola Vukovic. At best, he's just second or third scoring option. So that just takes less pressure off of him. I mean, the Bulls. I don't. I don't see how people because I seen on ESPN they 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 um graded the Heat as the most improved, I don't see how. I mean, the Heat did improve, don't get me wrong, but how is it not the Bulls? I mean, they literally went from a non-playoff team, non-contender, to a team that could potentially be a top-four seed out east now. I mean, right now, as it stands, there aren't four other teams better than them right now. I mean, you got the Nets, you got the Bucks, maybe this, maybe the Sixers, I'm not fully sure on them anymore. Maybe the Sixers and maybe the Heat. I mean, it's, it's real debatable, man. I think, I think the Bulls, by far and large, is the most approved team. Now, the team who I think lost the offseason, to me, it was the Pelicans, man. And I know a lot of people got on the Celtics and what was another team people gave a lot of flake to. I remember the Celtics the most I think the Celtics definitely But to me it's the Pelicans man. I mean the Pelicans When they traded Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe They cleared up They purposely cleared up space I believe they cleared up around 21 million or Something along those lines In order to go pursue free agents Yeah they Not only did they not get anyone they lost people. I mean, it, was, it doesn't I mean, they, they, they lost Lonzo Ball. I don't know how in the world they let Lonzo walk. He's gotten better each and every season, and he's only, I believe, 20, 22, 23 years old. He's gotten better each and every season he's been in the league. They re signed Josh Hart. You know, that's a good thing. Josh Hart's a really good role player, but you let Lonzo walk, you let Stephen Adams go. Eric Blitz will go. I mean, they they lost the offseason, man. They cleared up space for absolutely no reason. The only thing they did significant to me was sign, re-sign Josh Hart. That's it. So with all that being said, again, I will be posting. My second and third picks for both best offseason and worst offseason as well. So, y'all still, y'all tune in for that tomorrow on IG. Now, with all that being said, guys, I wanted to do something called, you know, guess who? And I'm not sure if you all remember this or not, but I did it at least once or twice on the show. Now, this time, I'm going to do it about an NFL player. Just to give a little bit of content. Now, this NFL player is not retired. He went to Pittsburgh University, played for the New York Jets. He was drafted in 2007, and he is regarded to as one of the very best to ever play his position. And not only just that, Deion Sanders himself came out and said, this guy is the guy you want to watch film of if you want to get better at this position. Now, if you guys haven't guessed it yet, this play is Ray Revis. The reason why I use the Rare Revis is because a lot of flake has been given to Revis on my TikTok. I posted about him basically shutting down a lot of prime receivers, such as Calvin Johnson, such as Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, things like that. And I want people to understand, Prime Revis is probably the best man-to-man corner we've ever seen ever, ever. He's the one corner that I've ever seen in my lifetime. I've watched film with Deion Sanders. I won't say in my lifetime because Deion wasn't in my lifetime. But I will say this. In my lifetime, and what I see live myself, Deion Sanders, I mean not Deion said, Darrell Revis was the only corner that i seen week in and week out take out the number one option consistently. And I mean consistently. Revis is different, man. But thank y'all for tuning into the show once again. I please be sure to like and subscribe. Smash that like button. Smash the subscribe button on YouTube. Y'all subscribe to the channel on the podcast anywhere that y'all listening to. Remember, y'all follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'm everywhere, guys. Thank y'all for tuning into the show once again. I'll see y'all in the next one.